live and local. This is the game. What a- Seven Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. It is a Saints touchdown. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day. Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party. Now, here's your host, Jordy Holberg. Rain, rain, go away. Come back later. Much, much later. Good afternoon. Welcome. It's uh, middle of the week Wednesday, May 25th, the year 2022. All these tournaments trying to get baseball games in. Um, the SEC tournament yesterday, Alabama eliminated Georgia 5-3, to three, Florida. In uh, 10 innings, beat South Carolina 2-1, to one, and Vanderbilt beat Ole Miss 3-1. to one. Uh, That game started so late, they couldn't get the other games in. So as we speak, another rain delay this morning. And now Kentucky is um, taking on Auburn. The winner of this game will take on LSU at some point in time. Tomorrow, right now, top of the fifth, Kentucky won Auburn zip. Still to come after that, Alabama and Arkansas, followed by Florida and Texas A&M. Are they going to be able to get uh, Tennessee's game in uh, tonight? I I don't see how, Um, which would mean that uh, LSU would probably be the second game um of tomorrow vanderbilt tennessee so they're trying to get this game completed right now kentucky and auburn and then play three more games tonight i i just don't see how that works but we'll see we'll see um we will head to hoover alabama our good friend bill Ferenquez, the voice of alec box stadium skip bertman field oh by the way with all these rain delays it has been so good I don't know if you've seen these 30 for 30s, but the Skip Bertman hold the rope and the Warren Morris talking about the the single greatest, I think the single greatest moment in LSU athletic history um, with that two out bottom of the ninth two run homer to beat Miami back in 1996. I was there. I was covering the game. I was up in the stands as a fan and I've never been back to Omaha. Nothing ever will equate to that. And it's not just the, the fact that Morris hit that home run when he did and how he did it. Uh, but the game was incredible back and forth and back and forth. Two great, great teams. Um, but it just, it's been fun. And then the Skip Bertman hold the rope with those go- documenting all the World Series championships he's won and his philosophy and all. He's the greatest ever. He is he is the greatest. Um, and he, he had a birthday just the other day, his 84th, um, on Monday. Uh, man, the greatest. Anyway, um, we will talk to Bill Frankes coming up here in a few minutes. We are going to preview uh, the big matchup in the Southland Conference, which gets underway tomorrow in Lake Charles uh, between... Southeastern and McNeese. We will have 
The head coach of the Lions, Matt Reiseron, coming up around 2.30 this afternoon. Justin Hill of McNeese will be on the field practicing in theory by that time. He won't be done till 3.30. So uh, in hour number two, we'll, we'll move Michael Huguenin up from his normal time slot. Got to get hump day with Huguenin in. And then we'll get Justin Hill around 3.40 to preview that best two out of three series. And the winner will go into the NCAA tournament. Both of these teams are red hot and um, had to go about things in different ways. Southeastern lost their opening game in the Southland Conference Tournament and then came from behind and just um, blitzkrieged uh, everybody else. And I remember McNeese already has beaten uh, Southeastern three times this year, earlier in the season. So they are prohibitive favorites in this thing. But, you know, after losing to Texas A&M Corpus Christi 6-5, to they came back and beat Houston Baptist 12-4, to came back, beat Texas A&M Corpus Christi 18-11, to <laughs> then hammered UNO 25-4, to and then had to turn around the, the very next day and uh, come from behind to beat UNO 4-3. to So they're on a four-game winning streak. And that series, the Southland Championship Series, gets underway tomorrow night at uh, 6 p.m. at McNeese. So we'll we'll do that. So that's uh, that's the stories for the day um, in the NBA last night. Boy, I sure hope the finals are better than these these other games. But uh, Dallas came out and um, after a close first quarter, outscored Golden State by 11 in the second by 14 in the third and had a comfortable, comfortable lead. Golden State put all their starters on the bench, and all of a sudden Golden State cuts a 20-something point deficit to eight, uh, but they couldn't close it any further than that. Dallas wins it 119 to 109. Uh, The series heads back to San Francisco for game five on Thursday. Uh, Meanwhile, tonight, it will be game four, uh, game five, rather, of Boston and Miami. That series tied at two games apiece. This time, the series shifts to um, South South Beach and Miami. Miami. So um, that's good. Uh, Back to Dallas and Golden State. Luka had his 30 to go along with 14 rebounds and nine assists. Uh, He didn't shoot the ball great. He was 10 of 26 from the field, 3 of 11 from downtown, but he got help. Finney Smith had 23 points. He was 4 of 7 from behind the arc. Bullock was 6 of 10 from downtown for 18 points. So all in all, um, Dallas shoots it 20 of 43 from downtown, 47%. They shoot 50% from the field, and uh, it's a simple game. We try to make it so complicated you shoot it well, you're going to win. Dallas, um, Golden State shoots at 49%, 36% from downtown, 65% from the free throw line. Um, Dallas just shot the ball extremely well, and therefore they win the game, plain and simple. So the NBA resumes, and then you know, it's just been a Back and forth. You win one, I win one in the in the East. You win one, I win one. You win one, I win one, win one. And um, you know, Dallas showed some fight, and that that's a good thing. Um, but 
other than that, uh, you know, here we go. Here we go. So um, we told you uh, LSU's out there recruiting like crazy. Eli Holstein of Zachary High, the uh, one of the top prospects in the state, decommitted from Texas A&M. He committed to Alabama. Um, Brian Kelly's top target is uh, five-star Dante Moore from Detroit, Michigan, who took an unofficial, took an uh, official visit to LSU on April 22nd, spent time with Joe Burrow. He attended the spring game. Um, the word is out that Moore is uh, planning a return trip, and LSU's definitely in the running for his signature all the way in. That, that's what Brian Kelly brings to you. He's got you know, he couldn't recruit the state of Indiana. He had to go all over the country to get his players, and he always had a really good recruiting class. So um, they're going to get the best out of Louisiana, but he gives you the tentacles to go out and get you uh, other players. They're also pursuing a quarterback by the name of Jaden Rashada of Pittsburgh. No, not Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, California. So... There you go. Um, also, now, what does this do? Because Alabama was in the hunt uh, for Arch Manning out of Isidore Newman. Now they've got Eli Holstein. Arch isn't going to go there. I don't know if he was going to go there in the first one. I have no idea. But you might as well cross that name uh, school off the list. Um, will LSU get one of Arch Manning's official visits? Seems like the staff, the new staff, is making a lot of headway with him. Uh, we shall see. Uh, the pro sports book in Vegas has LSU football's win total at six and a half this year. Brian Kelly said, we didn't come down here to win six and a half games. That's for certain. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, that, that's terrific. Um, all right. Uh, we are brought to you today by Cajun Chef, the B-Art family right there in St. Martinville for a long, long time and put, putting out the greatest products. You can find them at your favorite grocery store. You can find it at your favorite restaurant. But just in case you don't, bring a little small bottle of their Cajun Chef hot sauce with you wherever you go, because I'm telling you, some places just don't know how to season it like we like to season it, particularly if you're traveling out of state. Um, they just don't do it the same way. Bring a bottle with you. You're going to really thank me for it. Um deliciously different and decidedly better that's what cajun chef hot sauce is okay we'll take a quick time out here we'll get the very latest news on lsu and the sec baseball tournament bill frankes with all the inside information when we return this is the jordy helpert show my main man james mesh back in the master control suite in the game studios which are on the campus of delta media which houses klwb which is 1037 lafayette we're also on 1041 lake charles we are streaming in the universe at 1037thegame.com 1041thegame.com out to hoover metropolitan stadium when we return after this timeout guys here in the game dugout love baseball it was the game that was passed down to them by their fathers hey dad you want to have a catch i'd like that not all of them had such heartwarming moments this guy threw at his own kid in a father's son game now back to more baseball talk here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
All right, welcome back. The story in um, Hoover, Alabama, as the SEC tournament is underway, has been rain. LSU was supposed to play their opening game later on this evening. That's been pushed back to tomorrow. They've had another rain delay today. Right now, every LSU fan is watching intently as Kentucky and Auburn are underway. Kentucky uh, leads it one uh, zip in the top of the sixth. LSU will play the winner of this game at some point in time tomorrow. I don't know when that is. Maybe our next guest it will because um, he, he's there and he he's on the inside. He's got all the information. Uh, he'll get it sooner than we all get it. And that is uh, the voice of Alec Box Stadium, Skip Bertman Field, our good friend Bill Frankes. Bill, how you holding up, man? Hey, Jordy. Well, we're holding up pretty well. Um, We've been here in Hoover since Sunday afternoon and haven't played a baseball game yet. Of course, <laughs> we weren't right. scheduled to play one until tonight originally. So playing tomorrow morning is not too far off Too far off what we expected if we're able to hold to that schedule. But you're right. as of right now, the LSU is scheduled to play the winner of this game between Auburn and Kentucky tomorrow morning at 930. But the issue is that there's still three more games scheduled no for way. today after yeah. this game. We're, they we're can't still get the, through. We're still they in the first round. Possibly... We're, we're in the single. The Auburn Kentucky game is the final first round single elimination game, right. and then the next game today is our first game in the double elimination round between Arkansas and Alabama. Then Florida is scheduled to play Texas A and M. Then Vanderbilt is scheduled to play Tennessee, and those all three of those games are scheduled to be played today. Okay, so if that happens, me, then LSU it, can play. Uh, wait. All right, that's not going to – Bill, Bill, let's be honest. These <laughs> games take too long. There's no way they're yeah, going to start uh, Vanderbilt right. in Tennessee. I think mentally – you're right, Jordy, you're right. At I 10 o'clock at night. Everyone's preparing to play later in the day. So I would imagine Vandy, Tennessee would take over that 9.30 slot that tomorrow, yeah. and then LSU and whoever wins between Kentucky and Auburn would take the, the second slot, and that's all if the yep. weather holds up. So that would right. probably be 930, 1030, 1130. That'd be 1130-ish, right? Right, correct, And which wouldn't be necessarily a bad thing. Now, how that would affect the, the rest of the tournament, I don't know, because the weather forecast tomorrow is supposed to be worse than it is today. Oh, God. So, that, so there's still so <laughs> many unknowns. And, I mean, I, you know, our good friend Herb Vincent, of course, with the SEC, is the tournament director. Herb's got a, a tough few days ahead of him to, to try to – coordinate everything and make sure that uh, a tournament champion is declared at the end. But there's the going to have to be a lot of uh, maneuvering to get it done. The possibility of making this a single elimination tournament, that's got to be coming into yeah, play, doesn't it? I think so. I think so. You know, we haven't been told anything official about that, but I know that that's one of the options. It's just to make it exclusively a single elimination tournament, which I think would give you a chance to yeah. get it in because, Jordy, I believe Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the weather forecast is great. There shouldn't be any issues at all. It's just getting through today, uh, tonight, and tomorrow are, are the primary issues. But I think once we get to Friday, it looks like uh, we're free and clear. And uh, hopefully LSU's still around on Friday. And uh, <laughs> the chances are we may have only played one game by then. But we'll, we'll see how it all unfolds. How, what Does this um, – LSU's coming into this thing pretty hot with their three-game sweep over Vanderbilt. Yep. They've had to sit and wait – uh, normally I say, well, this is good. Gives your pitching staff an extra day of rest um, yeah. and, 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 and on and on down the line. You've been through so many of these. What do you find out to be the, 
the the case when there's rain delays and pushing games back a day? Well, I think in this case, it might be beneficial to LSU. As you know, the Tigers have, have suffered a lot of injuries this year. They're, they're kind of a beat-up ball club right now. Uh, Kay Doty, at the very end of the game on Saturday, uh, suffered that shoulder dislocation that was popped right back into place, and Kay's getting better. But maybe this little extra time has given him a little extra, extra ability to heal. Jacob Barry's still you know, bothered by that, that fracture in his finger. He's not at 100% right now. Right. So maybe this extra time gives him a little extra rest as well. Uh, you know, and Jay, Jay talked about that today. He said it's not so, he doesn't feel like even though the team played great and is, is, quote, hot right now, he doesn't really feel like momentum is a, is a factor okay. in baseball. He feels like it's about that day, that focus, that, that um, level of play on that particular day. So he doesn't seem to feel like the – layoff is necessarily a bad thing both for, for health reasons and also he, he's not a real believer in, in a team being hot so to speak and carrying it over uh from yeah. week to week okay so we'll okay. see if that's Very true good. now we'll say that uh he did mention and speaking about barry and Doty, he said he didn't rule them out for this week jordy but he, he specifically said we need those guys to get to omaha we want to go to omaha and we need them yeah. in, in the ncaa tournament but to me, he's saying we're probably not going to see them this weekend. If this is a single elimination tournament, and, and if I was a betting person, that's the direction I would bet on. Um, we talked with uh, Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball yesterday. He thinks LSU's right there at the door of a host spot. Um, he thinks one win uh, gets them in. Um, what do you feel about that? I think so too. Uh, you know, uh, now that I've, I've thought about it a little longer, I, I think so. So now, if LSU, if Auburn wins this game with Kentucky, then LSU faces Auburn and plays a team in Auburn with a high, very high RPI. Auburn, I believe, yeah. at this juncture, is definitely in the top ten in RPI. So if you right. beat Auburn, I think your RPI is going to be really strong, and that'll be eighteen wins in the SEC. Yeah. You finish as the top is the fourth-place team in the SEC, which has the, the toughest uh, or the best RPI among conferences. So, yeah, I, I think maybe that one win would do it. Now, if LSU plays Kentucky, it might be a little bit different. I mean, naturally, Kentucky's not – they're unranked in, in all the, the polls. Their RPI is not very high. So okay. that – you know, I guess it maybe if, – if you just get one win, I guess it would depend upon – I guess it would depend upon who that one win is yeah. against. So okay. We'll, we'll see. Now, I will say also that if, if Auburn would lose and LSU beat Kentucky, then maybe LSU has a little step ahead of Auburn now in consideration if it comes down to, well, we're only going to give so many SEC teams a host site. Maybe if it's LSU right. versus Auburn, well, LSU advance further in the tournament. I don't know if that makes a difference either. But, I got you. but yeah, I think I maybe, maybe one, I think one win against Auburn definitely would, would give the Tigers a great shot. I tell you what, um, Bill Franca is kind enough to join us from Hoover, Alabama. Um, with all these rain delays, I've been have, I've had my TV on the SEC network. It has been so great the last two days, and I have found myself just I can't move from the set watching the 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 Warren Morris uh, thirty yeah. for thirty yeah. and the the skip hold the rope. Yeah. I've watched it two straight days. Right. It has been. Phenomenal, and you you should be getting paid more because of your cameo appearances on this thing. You should 
I, I need well, to represent you. you, get you more money. Yeah, I, I, I joked with Jay about that yesterday. I said, well, you know, the good news is that LSU baseball is getting a huge amount of exposure and yeah. uh, with, the, with the Warren Morris and the uh, Skip Bertman uh, features. So, yeah, that's, that's been a positive. I'm telling you, um, I I just keep marveling at Skip. I see it again and again, and it's just he he just had the Midas touch. And when um when 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 somebody I can't remember who it was, Tom Bernhardt said, um you know you get me to the finals, we we don't lose, we win. Period. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. It's interesting. uh, Also, uh, Jay said while he was the coach at Arizona is. If you remember, that show debuted a year ago this week. It yep. debuted right before the SEC tournament, the Skip uh, uh, SEC story feature. And Jay, of course, at that time, is still the head coach at the University of Arizona. But he says he remembers watching the show and just being completely fascinated by it <laughs> and thinking, you know, he said he, he, remember, he remembers thinking, man, everything's going great here at Arizona. I love it. I'll probably be here the rest of my life. But. There's one place I would go to. That is the place. And he, he said wow. that while watching that, that Skip Bertman feature. And, of course, as on, we know, a month later, he becomes LSU's head coach. Let me hear the line that he, that he said that everybody said. If you can – how did it go again? Okay. Oh, shoot. You got me on the spot here. Let's see, Jordy. <clears throat> Anything that you vividly imagine, yeah. ardently desire, yeah. sincerely believe, and enthusiastically yeah. act upon must, absolutely must come to pass. God, that's the greatest. That's yeah. the greatest. Oh, yeah. he's, I hope he's, Skip, he's Skip just had his 84th birthday on Monday. You know, yeah. we all are yeah. here for a short period of time. I hope he stays here for a long, long time. But when yes. that day comes, yeah. that's got to be on the tombstone. It's got to be. Oh, yeah. I, oh, you're exactly right, Jordy. You're exactly right. He's, uh, man, he's impacted so many lives and all, all the young men and all the, you know, the fans of baseball, the, the impact upon the Baton Rouge community, impact, yeah. impact on the whole state. What he's done for, for the university and for the state is, is, is almost almost indescribable. And the funniest part, and I'll let you go on this one, but uh, it, I guess I've been watching it. He uh, called his buddy Richard Lipsy uh, and said, look, yeah. I want to clear out yeah. your parking lot. I want to do a baseball <laughs> clinic and we'll get kids out here and we'll teach them the game. And well, at, at the same time, old Richard with his, um, with his company was having a uh, duck yeah. calling uh, exhibition, and they had like 200 people inside listening to that, and about five right. or six kids out on the parking lot exactly. trying to do baseball. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that, that was that, that, and that story is completely true too. I, I, I remember hearing that story before about how you know obviously you know baseball. I think Glenn Gilbo in that show put it best. He said baseball basically was just a bridge. The football yep. season at LSU and yep. at most SEC schools. But of course, Skip completely changed that mindset. It, uh, it certainly has. All right, then they're in the bottom of the sixth from the latest I can see, Kentucky holding on one yep. zip. It would benefit LSU more if they got to play Auburn and beat them from an RPI standpoint, so. but um, uh, you can only control what you can control, and we'll see what happens. Yep. But uh, hopefully they'll get these games in. I, I just can't uh, – there's no way they can play – um, you know, three more games today. That's that, that's impossible. Uh, yeah. So maybe yeah. LSU will play around one o'clock tomorrow. Fingers crossed. If the weather holds up, we'll yeah. see. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I certainly hope so. And oh, yeah, I would love to see LSU back at home next weekend. That that would be that would be fantastic. I know our fans would love it as well. The selection show is Monday. Is that correct? Monday. Yeah, Monday at eleven a.m. 
It's on ESPN2, All 11 right. a.m. Monday. We will be and watching. Past your All right, my friend. Uh, All right. You, uh, Sounds great. You, you get to uh, sit back and have some good food and relax and uh, right. just take, any, take a day off. All right. I'll see, what, I'll see if I can relax a little bit. There you go. <laughs> Bill, thank you so much. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. All right, man. Thanks, Jordy. All right, you take care. That's Bill Franquez with the very, very latest. Kentucky leads Auburn one zip, bottom of the six. After that, it's Alabama versus Arkansas, then Florida versus Texas A&M. So let's, let's do the math here. Let's say bottom of the six, you got seventh, eighth, ninth, three more innings. That'll be at least 3.30. Got to clear it. So then you'll start around uh, – Four, five, five. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. All right. Uh, we'll take a quick time out here. We'll shift our focus from the Southeastern Conference Baseball Tournament to the Southland Conference Tournament. We'll take uh we'll show, uh, we'll talk to the head coach of the McNeese Cowboys opponent, the Southeastern Lions, Matt Reiser, after this time out but first if you want to see the astros in person listen up the game 1037 lafayette 1041 lake charles wants to hook you up with our latest astros weekend getaway houston takes on the chicago white Sox saturday june 18th and you can be there register in the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com to score four tickets a tour of minute maid park and hotel accommodations that saturday night Astros Weekend Getaways are powered by Butcher AC, Le Meridian Houston Downtown, and the game Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Baseball talk when we return. This time out, the Jordy Helpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We are Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. May 25th, 1935. Jesse Owens equals or breaks four world records in 45 minutes at a Big Ten track and field meet at Ferry Field in Ann Arbor, Michigan. The performance is remembered as the greatest 45 minutes ever in sport. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. And we are back at 35 minutes after the hour. The two best teams in the Southland Conference will meet on the baseball field uh, Thursday in the best two out of three series. To the winner goes an invite to the NCAA Regional Tournament. It will be the McNeese State Cowboys being the host team taking on the number two seeded Southeastern Lions. Joining us now is the coach at Southeastern in his ninth season who has um, taken this program and made them one of the premier teams in the conference. They've earned three NCAA tournament bursts, a pair of Southland Conference titles since 2014, and one of the good guys in the business. Matt Reiser, kind enough to join us. Matt, uh, thank you for the time. Congratulations on coming out of your side of the bracket and getting to where you are at this point in time. Jordan, appreciate it, buddy. We, uh, yeah, we're excited, man. We uh, had a nice little run to the loser bracket last week. We went that Hammond pod and put ourselves in a great position. Like you said, for the NCAA tournament berth and a chance at the Southland Championship. Well, let's go back to the start of the tournament. Um, and you take on Texas A&M Corpus Christi, and things didn't go your way. You lose it 
six to five. Now you got an uphill battle. I guess your guys ate some Wheaties because after that, my goodness, 12 runs, 18 <laughs> runs, 25 runs to get to the championship game of your side of the bracket. What, what did you tell your team after that first loss? And boy, what does it say about your club to fight through it the way they did? You know, I, I tell you what, we've uh, we've had a couple situations. We matched up with Corpus Christi in that first round, and you know, you seem to have a left-hander. I remember back in uh, 2015, we set the conference record for for wins, and it was number one seed. They were the eight. We got to see uh, a guy by the name of uh, Trevor Belichick, and he was the strikeout leader in NCAA. So that was a uh, nice reward, number one. And this time, we get the freshman of the year, and they're left-hander in game one. So. You know, uh, yeah, no, it was it was good to see, man. Uh, awesome, awesome stuff from there on Thursday night. Uh, you know, had no quitting our guys, man, and, and we brought it all the way down. Red Rose did a two-run home run in the ninth inning to get us within one, and we just couldn't quite, you know, finish the comeback. But um, you know, after the game, in all honesty, we had the conversation like, "Hey, man, don't look at this as the end, right? Say, hey, man, now you're fighting yeah. for your life, and you know, now you know this could be your last game. This could be your last game. This could be your last game. Look at the beginning of the journey." Uh, hey man, we got to make a run through this tournament. It's going to start tomorrow against HBU, and uh, let's ride the momentum, man. I mean, you can you can easily look at this thing. We beat HBU that the next game, and after that, it was us with the momentum the whole time, right? The next game we played was get the team coming off of a loss. The next game we played was us coming off of a win, uh, and then that final game seven there against you know was another team coming off a loss and us a win, and you know a chance to top them twice. So. Uh, they just did a really good job, man, of, of staying resilient, uh, believing in each other, uh, loving each other, and, and putting themselves in a great position to be where we are now for this uh, championship series here at Lake Charles. Yeah, you beat UNO 25-4, to had to turn right around the next day and play the same team, and uh, had to fight and scratch and claw to win it 4-3 uh, to yep. in 10 innings. So. That's a baseball's a funny thing, man. It's uh, you're only as good as your next day's starting picture, right? Oh, that's right. And I will tell you what, man, we were <laughs> we were looking around the ballpark, and I don't know how many how many soft outs we had that day. Uh, we felt like we had done just as much that day too that we had scored four runs on that we scored twenty five the night before. We had line out after line out after hard contact. We had seven stolen bases. We had some walks in there. I mean, it was just it was like, hey, man, the runs are coming. I promise, just keep going, keep doing it. <laughs> And uh, obviously, lo and behold, you know, we had Preston Fawner get the stolen base, just himself in the swarm position, and Shane Thomas with the ropes for the walk-off, uh, you know, single to right field. So just, uh, uh, again, man, a group that's really done a good job of overcoming a ton of things uh, all year long, starting the fall to springtime with all the injuries we've had. Just a group that's continued to believe in each other and uh, continue to love each other. They're calling you the long shot Lions in this one. You got swept by uh, McNeese earlier in the season in Lake Charles, 7-3, 6-4, um, I'm not trying to scare you here, but you know the numbers. McNeese has won 15 of its last 18 games against conference opponents. They are 10 of their last 12 at home, and they're 11-0 in the Southland Conference Tournament since 2019. So um, the odds say one thing, but you got to play the game, so – what is your approach? What do you tell your team? Because they know they know these numbers. They've seen everything. But how much does what you've done in the tournament so far help you in taking on McNeese on the road again? Yeah, it sounds like the odds are in our favor, right? Uh, you know, game of law of averages, the balance back out a little bit. No, 
they, they right. are, man. They, they've been really good the last three years, and they played well in this tournament. You know, they came into the seventh seed last year and won the tournament. Uh, I think the year before that, you know, two weeks out before before the conference tournament, it looked like they weren't going to make the conference tournament. In 2019, next thing you know, they're the five or six seed to make a great run. And Coach Hill always does a good job. That crew, man, they're playing the right baseball at the right time of the year. There at the end, and uh, obviously they're doing it here, here again down the stretch. And it was really fun to watch that regular season title, you know, uh, between us and them. They it was a it was a sprint to the finish. Uh, neither one wanted to give it up. I mean, it came down to the 11th inning, us getting walked off at Nicholas Rusty and lose a share of that title. So, uh, you know, uh, again, going into this weekend, man, we know exactly what we're going up against and what we're facing. It's, there are their secrets in this game at 56, 60 games in, right? Uh, no matter going out there competing, we've done a really good job, you know, really since about two months ago uh, of, of just soaking up the moment and winning the moment, uh, you know, identifying what, what the important parts of the game are, taking a deep breath, and whether it's in the box or on the mound or, you know, on defense or on the bases of, uh, just executing and winning that moment. And if you continue to win the moments, you're going to end up winning the day. And, you know, now we're in a situation, you do it twice, and, and you're going to be in the NCAA regional. That's awesome. Um, Matt Reiser, head coach of the Southeastern Lions. They take on McNeese, game one of the best of three series uh, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Let's hope the weather's good uh, at McNeese. Uh, you're also quite the, you're quite the motivator. Tell me, and forgive me for not, uh, it, Lance Lov or Lave. <laughs> Uh, a freshman picture. You, you got it. You, he's going to start the most important game of the year because it's the next game. It's the championship game of your bracket against UNO. He's got a pitch because you've run out of pictures. Uh, he hasn't exactly been the greatest picture um, with an ERA north of 11. Uh, he, it's only pitched twice in the past 30 days, and you got to give him the ball. So, so tell me about you, you <laughs> gave him a little phone call, a little pep talk. Yeah, you know, you got to make those phone calls. Uh, but more important, man, the guys did it right. They give comments to each other. And, you know, it's funny you say that because really after Thursday night, you know, the offense was, was pretty upset. They felt like if we could have kept Corpus at six runs and uh, that, you know, as a game we should win, you know, uh, with our offense and the way we do some things and the way we score some runs. So for them to lose it on Thursday night at home and, and not be able to, to – overcome that. Uh, they put the put it on their shoulders right to go, hey, man, we know how we're going to come back to the tournament. We're going to score a lot of runs. And they did that, obviously, the next three games, you know, beating HBU, sweeping the doubleheader, scoring 25 against UNO. And, and on the flip side of that, you know, it was it, them beating off each other. Lance Love, I gave him a call that morning and said, hey, big boy, call is yours. Go get them. And uh, to coach, I'm going to wait on this phone call. Uh, I, I got it, coach, man. If the offense has carried us to this point, I, I can get us where we need to be. I said, man, yeah, I just remind you yourself, real simple, don't complicate it. I don't need you to go nine innings. I don't need you to go one inning. I just need you to go do what we do while we're signed you, right? We signed you because you're a competitive kid, man. Just go out there and compete. You're going to be in great shape. And, uh, man, he did. He gave us a great outing that we needed to get in the ball game to get to the bullpen. And just a bunch of gutsy performances out of the bullpen. I mean, Dalton Asphalt came out of the bullpen. He was throwing 60-something pitches the day before. Uh, Hayden Robb came out of the bullpen, gave us some real energy. And, uh, he'd thrown 76 pitches two days before, and then also gave training. He came back to throw a couple and ended up throwing 37 pitches the day before. So uh, just a real gutsy effort by, by our pitching staff. You know, they were, they were in all honesty, a little little ticked off that they gave up 11 against Corpus. So uh, it was a little bit of a redemption to be able to go back out there and say, hey, offense, we've, we've got you, man. We know you're hitting the balls hard. You're hitting right at people. Y'all keep doing you. We'll keep doing us, and we're going to do this thing together and find a way to win this game. And, that's what we talked about in the eighth inning, you know, uh, against uh, UNO there on Sunday. Is like, hey, man, 
we're going to win because we love each other, because we're doing it for each other. This has been the most selfless group I've ever coached, in all honesty. Uh, they've had plenty of, plenty of opportunities to point the fingers, plenty of opportunities to give into it. We've had people cast stones and boulders and shoot arrows at the circle and trying to infiltrate what we've, what we've done and what we've built in this program. And all it's done is continue to tighten in and believe in each other even more. So kudos to our leadership, man. They've, uh, they've been awesome. phenomenal. It's been one of the best group of leaders that I've ever had in my career that have continued to, to block out all outside noise, put the blinders on, go to work and go compete and, and trust in the process. But, hey, man, this thing's not done yet, man. The final result and final chapter written the way we want to just keep plugging away. That's awesome. What a great story. I, I, I've got to believe that Lance um, went up and uh, gave Preston Faulkner a pretty big hug because, uh, man, <laughs> what, a, tur- what yeah. a tournament in just three games, four homers and 12 RBIs in the, after the loss yeah, to man. Christie. Woo, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys, man, Preston Faulkner, Shane Thomas, man, those guys, really that whole lineup. I mean, that's, that's what's been fun to watch, you know. Obviously, everybody knows about Preston and, and what he's done and the year he's had. And, uh, you know, I mean, they even got to the point there on Sunday, you know, intention falls him twice and nobody on base. Actually, one time I might have had a guy at third base and said, hey, man, we're not pitching to him with two outs. You know, we'll, we'll make somebody else beat us. And, you know, Shay Thomas is the guy that comes up and does it, you know, repeatedly. So, you look up and down a lot of man, they've done a good job just passing the time. They know it's just more than one player. I know it's a team sport, man. They really continue to believe in each other, and uh, that's what we'll continue to do this weekend, uh, going to a great series with McNeese. Sum it all up for me in, when I, after I explained to our audience what you, your team has been through this year. Um, you went to the NCAA tournament three of your first four years as a head coach. Um, then yep. with COVID and everything, and then all of a sudden this year, wow, um, even you had to be surprised. When you look at your record, you're eight and eighteen. You had a twenty-three to one loss at home to Tulane, and you got to be scratching your head. And now, to from that point to where you are now, boy, it says a heck of a lot about your your process, as you said. So, kind of sum it all up for me. What was the turning point this season for you? You know, I'll be honest with you, this has been a group, again, that, that's had no quit. Uh, I think my dad summed up best. It might be a little lit up. There's no give up in this group. Uh, and they've continued to persevere through moments. You know, it felt like every time we were picking ourselves up, we'd get another kick in the gut. And, you know, we pick ourselves up again. And then all of a sudden, you know, a black cloud come and drop a storm right on top of us. And just, you know, again, where they were so – you talk about mental toughness. Uh, this is what we've talked about with mental toughness. This is this is the perseverance. It's not the hoorah and the hooray and the dugout and beating the chest. Mm-hmm. It's overcoming adversity, man. And they've had plenty of moments to pack it in and, and, and do other things and, and, you know, again, point bears and blame and all that kind of stuff. And we knew we had the right team all along. You know, it was just a matter of getting all the pieces back together and, and you know, find a piece to, to, you know, fill the void that we were having on the mound or uh, in the field or in the lineup or whatever it may have been. So, Again, man, they just continue to, to do it for each other, man. That's a big part of the reason why we're, where we're at. Uh, yeah, the record doesn't, doesn't show what you wanted to show, right? But at the end of the day, man, the story, uh, the storyline is still going in the right direction that we want to be in and a shot at this NCAA tournament. So take care of business this weekend, and we can continue to write our final chapters here, this group and this club that got a chance to leave this legacy forever. Matt, it's so fun to talk to you, man. I'm, I'm very proud of you. Your team uh, gets underway tomorrow, 6 o'clock, Joe Miller Ballpark in Lake Charles. Whoever wins two keeps on dancing. So uh, all the best, safe travels, good luck, 
and thank you for spending some time with us. I greatly appreciate it. Absolutely, my man. Appreciate you having us on lineup, baby. You know that's all right. That's Matt Riser, Southeastern Lions. Um, boy, boy, they're hot. So is McNeese. We shall see. We'll talk with head coach Justin Hill later on in the program in our number two. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, wants to hook you up with a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio in Abbeville. Richard Seafood Patio is some of the best boiled crawfish, but also serves up boiled shrimp, boiled crabs, fried and grilled seafood, poor boys, and a seafood buffet. Mm-mm-mm. Go sign up for the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for a chance to score a $50 gift certificate to Richard's Seafood Patio. We'll get you an updated score, Kentucky-Auburn, and more as we wrap up our number one, the Jordy Helfert Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, brought to you by Cajun Chef. It's the best hot sauce on the planet. Do yourself a flavor. Try it. You're going to love it. Cajun Chef. Decidedly different, delectably delicious. We'll be back. Jordy Holtenberg is known far and wide as the Blonde Bomber. For the perfectly feathered golden mane he rocked back in the day at LSU. The hair may not be as golden or as long, but Jordy is still making a name for himself. Back to more of the Jordy Holtberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, today's the day that you're going to sign up for the game clubhouse, right? Not only is it free to join, but you'll get the chance to enter to win tremendous free gifts like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse. Mouthwatering steaks cooked to perfection. Your way, tremendous size and so much more. You can only score that $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse by becoming a member of the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. So go sign up today. They are in the bottom of the seventh, and Kentucky still holding on with a one-zip lead over Auburn. So let's just say we got the eighth, we got the ninth, so... It's uh, 254, so let's just round it up to 3 o'clock. Um, let's say it finishes at 3.30, all right? Barely, 3.30, all right? Then they uh, got to let both teams warm up, 3.34, uh, about 4.15, right? So 4.15, let's say the next game, Alabama-Arkansas, 4.15 to, um, you know, 7.15, maybe... 7.45, maybe 8 o'clock, something like that. I, I don't know. Um, got to clear them off. Got to start the next game. Uh, let's say that game starts at 7.45. That thing's not going to be over till 10.45. So there's no way they're going to start Vanderbilt and Tennessee at 11.30 in the evening. That, 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 that's absurd. They're not going to do that. So And that's if the weather holds up. So we'll see. So stay tuned for um, LSU baseball. We, in all seriousness, game two that would probably knock us off the airwaves tomorrow. But but we'll see. We shall see. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Just uh, um, the ebbs and the flows. We'll we'll figure it out somehow. 
some way. Uh, we do know, though, that the Houston Astros will be looking to take the series tonight against the Cleveland Guardians. First pitch for Minute Maid Ballpark, and they'll have that because retractable roof set for 710. And you can listen to all the action live on our sister station, News Talk 98.5 FM. That's uh, Guardians at the Astros, live from Minute Maid Ballpark. Tonight, starting at 710 on News Talk 98.5. So stay tuned for that. Um, coming up, our number two of the program, Michael Huguenin, will, uh, will join us. Uh, we'll talk more about the SEC spring meetings that are going to be taking place next week. Um, and then Justin Hill, the head coach of uh, your McNeese State Cowboys, will join us um, as he has become the all-time wins leader at McNeese, passing by uh, the late, great Tony Robichaux. He's got 264 career wins. So, again, big matchup, big matchup between the Cajun, I mean, between the Cowboys and the Lions. All right, our number one's in the books. Our number two straight ahead, the Jordy Helpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We are Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We're brought to you by Cajun Chef, the best hot sauce on the planet. Do yourself a flavor. Try it. You'll love it. Back for our number two. Live and local, this is The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Hey, baby, we're going to win. Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party. Now, here's your host, Jordy Holberg. It's our number two of two, and away we go on a um, on a Wednesday, May 25th, with um, rain everywhere, rain everywhere, um, it's in Montgomery, Alabama. It's in Hoover, Alabama. It's uh, it's here in Louisiana. We're, we're trying to get baseball games in. We're really trying to get baseball games in. Um, so uh, we'll see. Did you know that? Um, can you guess which NFL team has the most travel miles awaiting them in this 2022 NFL season? Well, it might be a benefit to the New Orleans Saints because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will travel more than any team in the NFL this year, a total of 26,562 miles. Now, they're going to play in Germany, I believe. The Saints are the fifth team in the league to travel the most, but they're, they're 3,200 miles less than the the Buccaneers, the Saints will only travel 23,312. Now, they, they want parity in the league, but you got to go all the way down. The team with the least travel miles are the Pittsburgh Steelers, 6,512 miles. They, they're 20,000 miles less, 20,000 miles less than the Buccaneers. That just seems to be 
crazy to me. Crazy. Um, but it is what it is, and you do what you got to do. But I, I just found that to be pretty darn uh, fascinating um, along those lines. Um, the Dallas Mavericks are, in the words of uh, the Bee Gees and John Travolta, staying alive, staying alive. They beat the uh, Warriors last night, 119 to 109. The um, Warriors started off pretty good. They only trailed by four after the first quarter, 28-24. Then uh, Dallas got hot. They started they started knocking down three-pointers like they had never knocked down before. I mean, it was absurd. Finney Smith and Bullock knocking down threes like crazy. Kleber and uh, Bertans and Dinwiddie coming off the bench um, really aided, and they outscored Golden State 34-23 in the second to take a 15-point lead at halftime. They expanded that to 29 after three, a 29-point lead, and then all of a sudden, Steve Curry, you know, he waved the white flag. They're down 29. They put their bench in, and Kaminga and Poole and Moody start knocking down shots, and all of a sudden that 29-point deficit is now only eight. Oh, let me put my starters back in. Uh, They couldn't get it done. They couldn't get it done. You know, they talk about plus-minuses in in sports and in basketball, and uh, for the Mavericks – Four of their five starters were in the plus category. Four of their five starters were in the plus category. For the Warriors, all five of their starters, Draymond Green, minus 18. Andrew Wiggins, minus 20. Kayvon Looney, minus 20. Steph Curry, minus 23. Klay Thompson, minus 22. All five of their starters are on the minus side of the plus minus category. So goes to show you uh, who was going to win that one. Now, the more interesting series resumes tonight with uh, Boston and Miami. Um, Both teams have won on the other team's home court, but the series is tied at two games apiece. Um, Jason Tatum leading Boston, averaging 27 points per game. Uh, The injury report is so important. Um, Kyle Lowry, day-to-day for Miami. Max Struss, day-to-day. Tyler Hero, day-to-day. P.J. Tucker, day-to-day. So they don't know um, if they'll be able to go tonight or not. Same holds true for Marcus Smart of Boston and Robert Williams III, day-to-day. Injuries playing a huge, huge role in this one. So um, we shall see. Boston is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite to win in Miami tonight. That's very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Miami won game one. Boston won game two. Miami won game three. Boston won game four. Here comes game five. If you go along the pattern, then Miami's going to win game five. Boston will win game six. And then Miami will win the deciding game seven. But who knows, right? Who knows? Um, We shall see. We shall see. They announced the... All NBA team and um, some pretty good ones. So here's your all NBA first team um, at center, Denver Nuggets, the Joker, Nikola Jokic. At the forward, 
Giannis Antetokounmpo of Milwaukee. Um, at the other forward spot, Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. The guard positions, Luka Doncic and Devin Booker. So Jokic, Antetokounmpo, Doncic, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker. Uh, Tatum, the first Celtics player to name all NBA first team since Kevin Garnett and the youngest Celtics player to make all NBA first team since Larry Bird, who did it in his rookie season. On the second team, pretty good backcourt, Steph Curry and John Morant. The forward spots, Kevin Durant, DeMar DeRozan, um, man, and Joel Embiid. I've only got one complaint on this whole thing. I really would have put LeBron James on the second team and Kevin Durant on the third team, but at least Durant's Brooklyn Nets went to the playoffs. LeBron's Lakers didn't. So the third team, my buddy Chris Paul and Trey Young in the backcourt, LeBron James, Pascal Siakam uh, at the forward positions, and Carl Anthony Towns in the uh, center position. LeBron did pick up his 18th All-NBA selection, extending his own record for most all-time ahead of Kareem, Kobe, and the big fundamental Tim Duncan, who had 15. Um, And James also became the first player to make the All-NBA team in his 19th season or later. Wow. Um, So, anyway, there's your All-NBA team. Hopefully, by next year, they'll have some Pelicans on that All-NBA team, right? We hope so. We hope so. So, um, did you see the look of Mark Cuban's face when – Rain was delaying the second half of the Warriors-Mavericks game inside American Airlines Center. Uh, water leaked through the roof. They took a shot of uh, of uh, Mark Cuban, the owner. He owns the bill. He owns all of it. He was none too happy. None too happy at all. At all. So, um, all right, there's your NBA update. We'll take a quick time out here. But first, let me tell you all about... Um, the game and the game clubhouse because the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com, whichever one you want to use, can help you with your date night blues. That's because once you become a member of our rewards club, you'll have the opportunity to win excellent prizes. How about a $50 gift certificate to the Half Shell Oyster House? You want them uh, raw? You want them grilled? You want them charbroiled? Uh, what do you want? We got it. We want to help you take your lady out for some delicious seafood, but you can only win the $50 gift certificate to the Half Shell Oyster House by joining the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com. So join it, win, plain and simple. Uh, Michael Huguenin will join us in just a minute. Hump day with Huguenin. Um, and we'll talk all about the Southeastern Conference spring session that's going to be getting underway next week in Sandestin. Top of the eighth, Kentucky still leads Auburn one zip, one zip. I will take a timeout. This is the Jordy Helpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We are Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Uh-oh. Do you know what day it is? Huh? Anybody? 
It's time for Jordy to break down the biggest storylines in college athletics with Mike Huguenin of On3.com. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Here is Hump Day with Huguenin. On the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Michael, good afternoon, buddy. How you doing on this uh, middle of the week, man? What's happening? Yeah, not much. Uh, doing, doing well. Um, just trying to figure out how I'm going to uh, spend uh, the next 90 or so days until the season starts, which I think is everybody's uh, problem slash concern. <laughs> Let me update everybody. The SEC Baseball Tournament, Kentucky, leads Auburn one zip, bottom of the eighth. The winner will take on LSU at some point in time. Tomorrow, rain wrecking havoc on that tournament. Um, Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban, what, uh, what's your final synopsis of this whole rhetoric back and forth and one, one not taking the phone calls? It makes for an interesting SEC spring meetings coming up next week in Destin. Right, no question. And I think that um, Sankey's a little bit perturbed at what's going on. But it's, it's semantics. If Saban had said Texas A&M is taking full advantage of of its NIL opportunities, yeah, yeah, no one would have cared. Instead, right. he buying them all. You know, with NIL, you can buy players. So, um, in if I'm Fisher, I would have said I wouldn't have had a news conference because I thought he came off as a twelve, like a twelve year old kid, right. um, you know, ready to fight in, in eighth grade. Um, I, if I'm A and M, I would have said um, we appreciate uh, Nick Saban paying attention to our program. We do have a very robust NIL program. Uh, it's going well. We're looking forward to the football season. Um, instead, I think that, you know, Fisher, to me, came off as way too defensive. Again, they, they are using NIL. Uh, everybody knows it. Uh, recruits know it. Other coaches know it. You know, Lane Kiffin came out on National Signing Day and talked about the exact same thing. So I guess A&M got perturbed by the – Texas A&M bought its recruiting class, but again, in this day and age, in this era of NIL, you can do that. Um, I don't think anybody's saying Texas A&M is breaking the rules because there right. are no rules. That's so, right. So, um, you know, I think Saban is perhaps irritated that things aren't the way they used to be. Um, but if nothing else, he has shown he has is willing to adapt. He can adapt. He has adapted. Um, he went from a defense, a defense first coach with a power running game to a defense first coach whose quarterback stole the ball all over the place. So I don't think anybody's feeling sorry for Saban um, no. at all in this, in, in this no. case. I, I've asked several people this, and I, I'm very interested to hear your opinion. Um, you know, Mike Krzyzewski retired. He's getting up there in age and all. But, yeah, okay, Jay Wright, I know he can still coach. But he's announced his retirement. He said, I might be interested in the NBA. You don't have to deal with NIL and transfer portals in the NBA. You got to deal with free agency. I think this this transfer portal, this NIL stuff, maybe they didn't want to deal with it anymore. Is If Saban gets one more championship, which I think he has a great chance to do this year, um, is this enough to push him out where he that says? Might, that's, that's interesting. We had, uh, Ivan Mazel wrote a story for us. Uh, last week, ironically, a couple of days before Saban's rant, and uh, rant's a bad word, Saban's comments, mm-hmm. um, he talked to Todd Barry, who's the head of the American Football Coaches Association, former Louisiana Monroe coach, 
former, yeah. I believe it was Army coach as well. Uh, he's yeah. now the you know, again the head of the American Football Coaches Association, and he said that he thinks there are coaches who are not willing to put up with all the changes they're going to have to go through, and presumably, I think it would be older coaches um, who, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll be honest, I've always thought recruiting was um, demoralizing. You're a grown man yeah. walking yeah. into a house of an 18-year-old kid and begging him to come to your school. Yes. And now you're not only begging him to come to your school, you have to you have to answer the question, okay, I like your school, I like your program, what am I going to get financially out of this? And that just adds a whole other layer to this. And Todd Berry said, you know, there are coaches who, you know, at its core, if you're a coach, you like working with young athletes and helping them develop into mature adults. Uh, and I think that's correct. Um there's a lot of offshoots to being a coach, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's, again, demeaning and demoralizing, and th- this adds a whole other layer to it. And, and if Todd Barry is to be believed, he said there's an exodus coming of coaches. So we'll see if that's the case. I guess the flip side would be um, if you're a young coach, you've got to sort of suck it up and adapt. But if you're an old coach with a lot of money in the bank, Jay Wright would fit that category. Bob Stoops fits that category. Saban, of course, would fit that yeah. category. Yeah. Maybe you don't want to put up with this anymore. That's that's my whole thought process. I mean, what else do you – I think he gets one more championship and he looks at the landscape and goes, why do I want to deal with this? Right, why do I want to but, deal with this? You're right. I mean, yeah, it's it, – it, it, Is there it, a solution to this? Do you see something coming down the road where – Okay, here's the limit, and here's what you. I mean, what happens here? That's going to be interesting. I think the the AFCA has proposed maybe, the, and I think every coach uh, on, at every level would be for this some kind of um, calendar for the transfer portal. You know, basically the calendar is now if you're in the portal by May first, you can transfer. Uh, if you enter the portal after May 1st, you have to be a graduate transfer in order to have immediate eligibility. I, I think coaches have realized, okay, the free transfer thing is not going away. Maybe at least we can put a calendar on it. So that would be interesting to see. Um, NIL ain't changing. Um, it's, the toothpaste is out of the tube. So yeah. the idea that you know some rules are going to change and things are going to be different, that's, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> But again, you know, you, we talked about this before. The NCA totally abdicated its responsibility when it came to NIL, and yeah. I don't know how you can lawfully add guardrails now without getting sued. In other words, the NCA comes out and says, "Okay, from now on, um, you can only have you have to be on a campus for a year before you can get NIL." That will be taken in court, and they would lose. So. Um, the NIL thing is going to have to come from within. Um, everybody's going to have to come up with a legitimate plan that would not lose in a lawsuit, but I'm not sure that's that's possible. Though you know, maybe it's a gentleman's agreement or something like yeah. that. But again, you know, we talked I think two weeks ago. There's a the, the Tennessee Collective has signed an eight million dollar deal with a kid who hasn't even entered his senior year of high school yet. This is a quarterback who will sign in December and be a freshman next fall, which means he had not entered his senior year of high school. He already basically has an $8 million contract 
with the University of Tennessee collecting, and we talked to the lawyer who wrote the contract, and he said, if the NCA or somebody takes us to, to court, they're losing. So wow. that's sort of the way it is now. Mike Huguenin on 3.com. Um, here, here's the funny, interesting parallel to me. Um, NFL teams, they draft the quarterback. The owner pays them a ton of money, and the quarterback's not ready to play, but the, the owner says, wait a minute. Uh, coach, um, I'm paying this guy a lot of money, put him on the field and put him on the field now. And if you don't, you get fired. What happens to that donor that calls up, uh, um, Brian Kelly, uh, you know, and says, look, man, I paid this kid a lot of money. Uh, why aren't you playing right. him? You and know, that was another and thing. Barry got, Todd, Barry did bring that up. He's saying that there's rope, you know, there's always been rope boosters. Um, rope boosters now, yeah, you want to come to tech, you know, you want to come to school A? Well, here's what we'll give you. Here's what I'll give you. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then, and then the, the booster, presumably, like you said, why isn't the kid I pay all this money to playing? I got a great, he's got a great NIL deal. I thought we wanted him. So that adds <laughs> another layer to it. And also, you and I discussed this a couple of weeks ago. It, it, you have to be extremely naive, stupid, really, to, to believe <laughs> that players were not getting paid under the table before. But I would argue that not everybody in the stands and not everybody on the roster knew that this dude's getting X amount of money. Uh, now, as soon as that quarterback steps on campus, every one of his teammates, every one of Tennessee's fans know that, hey, that's the $8 million guy. <laughs> and I think that potentially could engender some dissension in the in the locker room because – this dude's getting eight million. He hasn't played it down. I've been here for three years. I got an NIL deal. I'm making eighty thousand. What's going on here? And he ain't right. even that good. So yeah. you Oof. hope to God that the person getting all that money is truly worth all that money. Mike Hugan and on three dot com. Um, SEC spring meetings coming up. Uh, Pete Thamel, who I respect, reported that the SEC is going to discuss the idea of creating its own college football playoff when it meets in Destin next week. What are your thoughts they, on that? They might discuss it, but, you know, I think even if you're an SEC, a hardcore SEC fan and and walk around strutting saying the SEC is the best football conference by far, if the SEC has its own tournament, nobody outside the SEC is going to care. I don't think that, you know, that's to me that's posturing. I think, and you know, Scott Strickland, the Florida athletic director, said, "Yeah, that's something we need to think about." Well, if you think about that, then you've, you're you're idiotic. That makes no, absolutely no sense to me. Um, you're, so you're saying a 14-team league going to have its own national title tournament? And if the Big Ten did it, it would be stupid. If the SEC did it, it's stupid. And I get the fact that the SEC is the best football conference. You, you do not do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. Um, I noticed uh, CBS came out and announced their time slots. It's an interesting Saturday, October the 8th is their double header day. Just so happens on October the 8th, Texas A&M is at Alabama. That uh, sounds like a prime that, time. That'll be that's going to be the night game. I don't care if, if both yeah, teams exactly. are winless, which ain't exactly. going to happen. Obviously, that is the game of the year now. Um, yes. It's you know it's it's not the game of the year, but it is the game of the year because of all the right. the contra temps brouhaha last week. 
So that that's going to be the night game, no, unquestionably. The buildup is going to be nauseating. I'm already <laughs> sick of hearing about that game, and we're in May. So it, it's going to be, again. It's going to be Make- it's going to be incredible. And I'll be honest: if Alabama is as good as I think they will be, they will They'll beat a by at least three touchdowns. I'm with you. My question is: what's going to be the 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 early game? You've got Spencer Rattler at South Carolina versus Kentucky. You've got uh, Auburn versus Georgia, Tennessee at LSU. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, interesting. Obviously, they're going to wait to the last. Uh, I think the right. last second to pick that game, but just go. I mean, what, <laughs> Alabama Put, Texas A&M is a night game on that day. We no, we that's no happening. Question. So, no um, yeah, again, that's going to be that is. You know, there's a lot of interesting games in the SEC in September. They're going to shape the October TV schedule. You know, Florida plays Kentucky and Tennessee in September. So we'll know if Florida is, A, a legit second-place team in the SEC East, maybe the second-best team in the East, no question not the second-best team in the SEC East. And we'll know a heck of a lot about Kentucky and Tennessee in, in, uh, in uh, September as well. So it's that's, that's, that's an intriguing weekend already. But, um... Yeah, A and M Alabama is going to be. Uh, it's going to be on the top of everybody's. I got to watch this game to see what happens. List. <laughs> Heck, that'll be a game where they'll be showing the coaches before the game. Good lord! I mean, can you imagine? Oh, oh my God! Is Jimbo walking toward Nick? Is Nick going to yep. shake his hand? Are they going to talk? I mean, here we, we, we're here in May, and we already know what's, what it's, that's going to be like. It's going to be breathless, anticipatory coverage, and it's going to be nauseating. <laughs> But we're all going to watch it. We're oh yeah, we're going to watch. Oh, yeah. it. they're going to have one camera set on Saban, one camera yes. set on Fisher, and they're going to do cutaways throughout the course of the game. And that, like you said, Alabama is going to blow their doors off. Unless Period. Bryce Young is hurt or something like that. But yeah. uh, plus, Al- Alabama already had the revenge thing going because they lost to AM last year with yep. Zach Calzada at quarterback. Yes. So um, I'm sure Alabama had circled that game already. And now it's circled in red, blue, black, yellow, green, purple. (laughs) Every single marker has circled that game. Michael Huguenin on 3.com, man. Thank you so much. Have a a great uh, Memorial Day weekend, man. I greatly appreciate your time as always. Always enjoy. Thank you, sir. You're the best. Michael Huguenin on 3.com. The Game Clubhouse is free to join. You won't be spammed. You'll get the opportunity to enter to win free stuff like a $25 gift certificate for Mabel's Kitchen at Cypress Bayou. Hungry for some comfort food like fried mozzarella sticks or a barbecue pork sandwich? Then sign up for the Game Clubhouse today so you can win a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. Yes, indeed. All right, uh, let's get an update. Uh, We'll do that after this timeout. This is the Jordy Helpert Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Uh, Lake Charles, uh, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, brought to you by Cajun Chef, the best hot sauce on the planet. Do yourself a flavor. Try it. You're going to love it. You'll find out that uh, not only is um, Cajun Chef the best, but it's decidedly different and delectably delicious. We'll be back. Stay with us. 
Jordy Holberg has been a star on the hardwood and in the broadcast booth. But did you know he was also a star on the dance floor? Wash your hair. You know, I work on my hair a long time, and you can hit my hair. John Travolta ain't got nothing on the blonde bomber. Now back to the man with all the moves. Jordy Holberg and the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back. We're going to have a real short segment here so we can get to Justin Hill, the head coach of uh, the McNeese State Cowboys. Uh, Auburn tied things up with Kentucky, one apiece after eight, and then back-to-back solo homers, and Kentucky now leads Auburn three to one. Of course, LSU will await the winner at some point in time tomorrow. Still to come, Alabama and Arkansas, Florida versus Texas A&M, Vanderbilt and Tennessee before we get to LSU versus what it looks like to be Kentucky. So a lot of baseball still to be played, but Kentucky, um, wow, what a bounce back here in the top of the ninth. So expect game two to start, golly, no sooner than no sooner than 4-15, maybe four, you know, depending upon what Auburn does in the bottom of the ninth, uh, but no sooner than 4-15 um, this evening. So Stay tuned for uh, that. Um, and again, LSU, Michaela Hilliard, in, in all likelihood. You know, um, Jay Johnson, I'm not going to announce who my starting picture is until 90 minutes before the game starts. So it's well within the rules and the rights. Um, so is Hilliard going to start or is he going to go somewhere else with it? I, who knows? Who knows? That's, uh, that's his job. But an extra day of rest never hurt anybody. Uh, and LSU's always been good in these tournaments. Um, they got a great record in the SEC tournament. Used to be in the past, you know, with Skip. Yeah, we don't need this. We've already got the the uh, you know the regional locked up. And back then there was there were no super regionals. You had eight teams, and those eight winners of those eight regionals um, advanced to Omaha. Um, but uh, now I think this is important for LSU. They would love 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 to host um a regional the 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 raging cages i think has to win the sunbelt conference to have a shot to uh, you know to get into the ncaa tournament um and of course mcneese and southeastern whoever wins that one will advance so there you go um rather than dilly dally on let's take a quick time out here james uh justin hill mcneese cowboys head coach the all-time winningest coach in McNeese baseball history will join us after this timeout, the Jordy Helpert Show on the game, 1037 uh, Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. So Lake Charles, listen up, your guy, your man, your dude is coming up next. The Jordy Holberg Show prides itself on settling for nothing less than the best. This thing has a variety of nauseating aspects to it. Jordy has the best takes, the best guests, and let's be honest, the best nickname. The Blonde Bomber is cool as hell. I agree. All right. Let's play ball. Back to only the best on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back. Uh, 41 minutes after the hour, the SEC has made it official. The LSU game and the Southeastern Conference uh, Baseball Tournament is scheduled to be the second game of the day on 
Thursday, tomorrow, um, and is tentatively scheduled to start at approximately 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon against the winner of uh, Kentucky-Auburn. Right now, they're in the top of the ninth. Kentucky with a 3-1 to one lead, back-to-back home runs, broke a 1-1 tie after 8. We do know that tomorrow night at 6 p.m., at Joe Miller Ballpark. Boy, it's nice to say that. In Lake Charles, Louisiana, it's the best two out of three for the Southland Conference Championship. We talked to Matt Reiser of Southeastern earlier. Now we talk to the man at McNeese, Coach Justin Hill. Justin, thank you for the time, man. How you doing? I'm good, Jordy. Man, it, it's uh, it's always good to visit with you because I know you know what you what you what you got going, and uh, you always Thank ask you. some of the best questions. So it's always fun. Well, before I ask a, before I ask a question, let me congratulate you um, uh, as the all time wins leader in McNeese baseball history. Couldn't happen to a better guy. I know you're not in it for for records like that, but that shows you that you know what you're doing and longevity and to surpass the late great Tony Robichaux has to mean an awful lot to you. I think just being mentioned uh, at the same time in the same sentence uh, with Tony Robichaux is probably more important than any record uh, because, you know, I know the folks that are, that would be listening uh, they're, they're They know Tony Robichaux is the guy that didn't care uh, about the records and uh, he cared about yep. winning. I promise he won yep. a lot. He sure cared a lot about those kids a lot more uh, than he did those those wins. So um, to be associated with him, um, that that's probably the biggest honor that you can have. Well, congratulations. When I say at Joe Miller Ballpark, knowing what McNeese, the community of Lake Charles has been through, how good does that feel? How, what a warm feeling that must be. Yeah, I mean, it's just um, – it's just one of those things where you, you know that, that the team that you've got, they earned this. And that was how it was done. We had our, uh, our, we hosted the, 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 our side of the bracket last week yeah. here and, uh, it was great crowds and, uh, you know, just, to, you know, obviously it worked out well for us, you know, to try to win it in, in three straight. And, um, and, and you know, the crowds were good. The ballpark looked so good on, uh, you know, on the stream and on the TV and, Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the first time I've gotten a chance to just sit and watch it on TV because we, we didn't have all the capabilities till we had to. Uh, right. And just the chance to get to see that. It looked so good. The people looked so happy. Um, and uh, it, it was it was great. And, uh, you know, now we got to now we got to win two more. Um, and that's what's in front of us now. Do you like this this format? Um, one side of the bracket, the other side of the bracket and whoever's the higher seed gets to host uh the championship series i love it personally what are your thoughts on it yeah i mean this year it was it was certainly something that uh you know bobby barbier from northwestern uh was the one that kind of came up with the idea and and we've got a very uh think outside the box group of coaches in our conference and uh i I like we like the concept of it you know because we lost the five teams you know some went to the whack and one of the atlantic sun and uh, we just wanted to, it was a one year deal in what we did, you know, cause next year we're going to go down to seven. We'll come back up to eight when Lamar rejoins. And, um, you know, it, it works out. If you've got eight teams, it works out. If you've got some things, uh, I don't know how sustainable the work. The hardest part about it is, uh, nobody had 56 regular season games because you had right. one less week, uh, in the mm-hmm. season. That was the worst part about it. Uh, but you know, it, it seems like, uh, you know, the, 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 the reaction, the response to it, uh, both regionally, nationally, 
uh, it was unique. You know what I'm saying? And kind of the spotlights right. on that. And, um, and so, hey, you know, if you're the one winning them, man, that's, it's good. You know, I'm the first to tell you it's pretty good when you do that. So um, we'll see what happens in the future with the new, with the new layout and those kind of yeah. things. But um, I think it's a credit to our coaches and our, and our league to be able to come up with something that's, that's unique and, and showcases the, uh, the conference. I love the creativity. The winner advances to the NCAA uh, regional tournament. That would be great. Uh, you, you've forgotten more baseball than I'll ever know, but if you tell me a team leads the league in ERA and it leads the league in batting average, I'm going to tell you they're going to win a lot more games than anybody else, and that's what you are. Yeah, uh, we, we did have that, you know, and, and um, you know, we, we, we kind of did a little different this year. It was the, it was one of the fastest teams we've ever had. I can't remember. I know we're top five, top ten nationally in stolen bases. And, wow. uh, you know, we, we did a good job of throwing, of throwing the ball in the strike zone. And, uh, but, you know, I mean, stats are what you were. It's not who you are, you know. And, and uh, <laughs> it's a two out of three. And you can throw those records out the window. You can throw all those stats out the window. It's. Man, you know, can somebody can somebody give you the game? Can somebody give it to you? Uh, can somebody get the big hit? Can you do those kind of things? And uh, we obviously had that last weekend, um, you know, that happened for us. And you know, mm-hmm. can we have those things do it again? Can your your guys show up? And uh, I can promise you, the thing that I want to make sure and do is I don't want to factor in the game at all. I, I want to get out of these kids' way um, and let them make plays. And um, and and if I, if we can do that, then uh, I like our chances. Boy, you have come over to the side of the coaching world. Back when you were a player, man, what am I batting today? What's my numbers? You see how you get? You see how you get? Oh, I know, I know. That was, uh, <laughs> you know, that that's the thing. You 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 really start to, to to think about, you know. And 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 I've been fortunate to have some success. And and I think it's important that that you know at some point, especially early in your career, that that you have the success and uh, realize that that success is probably not what you thought it was going to be. It feels good and. Uh, you have all those excitement and all the, you know, the, the things that go along with having success. But, uh, what you, what you start to do is you understand just how, how, how enjoyable it is to be a part of a team, how enjoyable, uh, that it is to just to practice those days. And, uh, you know, that, that's something we kind of talk about and that's important for us in our program is, you know, we're going to play 60, 60 days a year, 60 games, things like mm-hmm. that. And, and I'm probably more concerned about the other 300 days, uh, that we have for the practice and the academic days and all the things. And, um, and all the preparation that goes into that. So that, you know, that, that's, that's kind of my thing. And, um, honestly, these days are the, the days leading up Sunday through Wednesday. Uh, for me, it's been a little bit harder than the game day. If I, if I'm being transparent uh-huh. with you, you know, just to build up and those kind of things. Right. So, um, you know, plus I got history with Southeastern. I worked there and uh, their yeah. athletic director was my junior college coach. And, uh, I worked under coach Artigues and I worked with Matt Reiser and, uh, so it's a, it's a, it's a bit, little bit of a family thing around here. And, uh, would I rather be, uh, not fight, not, not going against my friend? Eh, yeah, I probably would, but you know, that's just kind of how things work sometimes. And, uh, well, so, um, I, it'll be fine once the game starts and things like that, but all the build up before that, uh, I think tough. that's probably the worst part of it. I'm with you. Um, uh, we talked with Matt, uh, earlier in the show, nothing but great respect for you as I know you have for him. You're going to be competing for the championship for a third consecutive season. You beat Central Arkansas in 2019. You beat Sam Houston in 2021. You swept Southeastern in the regular season. Um, So they are the prohibitive underdog in this thing. They kind of like that role. So to win the third one now here in 2022, what's it going to take from your club? 
Uh, you know, here's the thing. You're, you're, all the things you talked about, one, one thing, if there's a theme that, that we have here, we don't do anything easy. I wish we would, okay? It would be better for my blood pressure and all the things, you know, the, the, the color of my hair and them hanging on and all those things. Uh, man, we got to get out to a good start. I, I say that. I think we got to get out to a good start. You know, we got uh, Grant Rogers going to be going for us game one. Uh, I think that's going to be really important for us. Um, and then, you know, find a way to win. I mean, it's it just there's no telling what can happen within this game because it's not your normal series. You know, yes, yeah, best two out of three, but it's di- this is different. You know what I'm saying? This is different. This is uh, very super regional. This is very, uh, this is very you know, two out of three championship series. Yep. And the fact yep. that you know, sometimes, hey, Friday, you kind of get your teeth kicked in. You kind of, hey, I'm going to throw this guy. I'm going to punt on this one. I'm going to try to win the series after that. All right. You really can't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like there's a reason they say game three is if necessary. You know, and say somebody's going to have a chance to win a championship on Friday. So That's I want right. to do everything we can to try to get that first one, uh, yeah. and then try to get it over as quick as possible. I mean, I think that's that's what the goal is. How are we going to have to do that? Man, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got to wait and see yeah. how these kids are and how they respond because hey, we're going to have great crowds, probably the biggest crowds we've had all year. You know how 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 does that energize our kids? Our, our ability to stay focused. Uh, you know, do the plays go our way? I mean, so it's going to be just, it's going to be really, really good, entertaining college baseball is what it's going to be. So um, I think if I sit there and try to figure out what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, I think I'm probably wasting my time. At it. <laughs> well, look, you're the Clay Gould Southland. Co- you're the 2022 Clay Gould Southland Conference Coach of the Year. That's the second time in your career. Uh, I'll ask you this way. You, you always, coaches tell players, look, you got to play the way you've played that got you to where you are now. As a coach, though, do you coach the same way with a best two out of three as you did through the 64, 65 games you've played so far? Well, I, I don't know if I tell my kids that that's what they've, they've got to do because, you know, what got you where you are won't get you where you want to be all, all the time. Now, do you have to have a similar mindset? you got to be ready to go. Uh, okay. You know, each coach kind of has their own thing and how they prepare but no, no, I, I think you've got to look at what the situation that you're at and you go, what do I need to do to win this game? Uh, because there's such a sense of urgency in, in what you're doing. I mean, I'll give you an example. We brought in our closer in the fifth inning uh, in the 1-0 game against Nichols. Uh, he finished the game. You know what I'm saying? That's the earliest that I had brought my re- reliever in that wasn't on a Sunday. You know what I mean? So. Gotcha. Uh, it was just one of those things that you you got to be willing, uh, and that's why I think it's important for me, and if this coach is listening out there, again, for me, uh, try not to think about what might happen. I'm, I'm kind of prepared. I know my team now at this point, but, but not try to predict what will happen, but be ready to respond to whatever does happen. Um, and I think that's because that's what you always want to do as a coach. You want to you want to put your players in the best situation. And yeah. I can promise you right now, uh, I've got, you know, probably – uh, six, seven arms that I want to go, you know what, if we lose, that's who we're going to lose with. You know what I mean? That's, that's the way we're going to go. And, and that's, that's how you got to go with it. Uh, and you got to put those guys and, and let them go do it. Uh, I think that's what you got to do. All right. Let's end this thing with some fun. Uh, you mentioned you're the fastest, one of the fastest teams you've ever had 134 steals, fourth most in the nation. Um, can you explain March 25th against Houston Baptist University, a triple steal. What the, how, how, how can you describe that? Tell me about that play, please. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, the guy was in the windup and we had a rabbit on third base, um, you know, and 
you know, the, the timing and the mechanics and everything worked out and, uh, it was a green light play and, uh, we saw it. And let me tell you, you know, it's easy for us to put it on. It's another thing for a guy yeah. with the, you know, to have the guts to, to, to execute yes. the play. And cause he's running in there with a, you know, with a guy that's, you know, swinging a bat and you hope he remembers the play when it happens. And, uh, and then, you know, that was the cool part, but yeah, the other guys were paying attention too. So, uh, it's good. They paid attention in practice and they were to take their training into the game. And so, uh, it was an exciting moment. The worst part, we lost the game, Jordy. Uh, so, uh, uh. that's, I, I still remember that one. So I don't like that part of it. Uh, so, uh, but it's a, it was, it was a cool moment. I'm glad the guys had it for sure. There, there is no Camelot, doggone it. Um, if I told you, I end up every show, I'm going to end up with you today, but I always end up with birthday wishes. Uh, today is the 49th birthday of a, of a pretty good ball player at LSU by the name of uh, Todd Walker. Happy birthday yeah. to Todd. He was pretty good, wasn't he? He was a really good player. He was a really yeah. good player. I, I think uh, I think when I got there, uh, I was wanting his autograph. I mean, it was kind of <laughs> one of those things. So, uh, you know, we had to face him in the alumni game. Thank God he was left-handed. I, mean, I got pulled in the alumni game to, for a left-hander to come face him. So, whew, didn't want any of that smoke, I promise you. Justin, I can't thank you enough, man. I just wish you the very, very best of luck. Let's have some great baseball, great crowds, um, and uh, enjoy every minute of it. And good luck to you guys. Thank you very much, Jordan. I always appreciate the love, man. Thank you. You got it, brother. Anytime. Anytime we can help. That's Justin Hill, uh, the all-time winningest coach in uh, McNeese baseball history, the Southland Conference Coach of the Year, and again, the best two out of three, Southeastern versus McNeese. Starts off uh, tomorrow, 6 p.m., Joe Miller Ballpark in Lake Charles on the campus of McNeese. All right. I did mention a happy birthday to Todd Walker, 49. He's still the best um, hitting LSU Tiger I ever saw. Always came up with uh, game-winning situations, and uh, he always delivered. Always delivered. So, again, LSU and... um, uh, it looks like Kentucky. They're in the bottom of the ninth. Kentucky leads three to one over Auburn. Tentatively scheduled for one o'clock tomorrow, but stay tuned. If it is, we'll have the game right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Special thanks to Bill Frankes, Matt Reiser, Justin Hill, and Michael Hugan and James Mesh. Thank you so much for all you do. We may have a show tomorrow. We may not have a show tomorrow. We shall see. Uh, But until then, until then, uh, thanks so much for listening in in whatever form or fashion that you do. Thanks so much to our partners that make it possible each and every day, each and every day. Um, So until tomorrow, maybe, maybe not, but keep it locked in to 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Keep it locked in. Um, So until then, stay thirsty, my friends. Do everything you possibly can to stay healthy my friends let's be kind to one another and let's be happy life is short life is sweet let's be happy until until whenever i'm jordy helper we'll talk to you soon so long everybody